Psalm 8-2 is the scripture I want to start with this morning. Psalm 8-2. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. This is a really strange verse, and I'm starting with it because Jesus quotes it in the New Testament. We're going to get to Jesus in just a moment. Psalm 8-2. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants... God has ordained or established is another way we could translate that word, or founded. He has established strength. Because of your enemies, because of God's enemies, he puts strength in the mouths of little children that he can silence the enemy and the avenger. What in the world could that possibly mean? Well, Jesus quotes this verse in Matthew 21. Matthew 21, 14 to 16, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. The children are praising Jesus as the Messiah and the chief priests and the Pharisees don't believe that he is that. So they're angry that Jesus is letting them proclaim him to be the son of David, the Messiah. And they said, do you hear what the children are saying? Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? Jesus is quoting Psalm 8-2. Let's go back and read Psalm 8-2. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Matthew 21, Jesus says, have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? Do you see it? Jesus switched a word in there. He doesn't accurately quote Psalm 8 2. He's he's asking them, haven't you ever read this verse? And then he misquotes it. So I went to the Hebrew, Psalm 8 2. I went to the Hebrew and I looked up the word strength. It says, in the mouths of little children, God has ordained or established or founded strength. I looked up the word strength in the Hebrew, in no way can it possibly mean praise. It doesn't mean that at all. So is Jesus playing games with scriptural translation? No, I, he's teaching us something. Matthew 21, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. Jesus, in his divinity, in his sovereignty, just decides to switch a word in there and says, God has put praise in the mouths of these little kids. But the original verse says God put strength in their mouths. What Jesus wants us to get is that praise equals strength. That God put praise in the mouths of little kids. That God put strength in the mouths of little kids because of his enemies. The verse goes on to say Jesus doesn't quote that part to the Pharisees because they are his enemies. <laughs> he was tactful enough in that moment to choose not to say, they're praising me because of you. Um, he could have said that, but, but he didn't. Jesus wants us to know that praise equals strength. So praise is encouragement. It is um, affirmation. It is in a very common everyday word in English now. It, praise is cheering. When we praise God, we're cheering him on. 
We're telling him how awesome he is, what a great job he's doing, how much we love him. We're cheering him on, telling him how great he is. It's not the same thing as thankfulness, and it's not the same thing as worship. I'm not here to talk about either one of those. I'm not saying it's better or greater. It's just, it's just not my point this morning. Thankfulness is telling God what we're thankful for. Praise is telling him how great we think he is and how awesome he is. Worship is much more intimate and personal, and it's more about love than celebration. Praise includes love, of course. It's just a different mood and a different tone. So when we're, when we're praising God, we're cheering him on. We're telling him how impressed we are with him, how genuinely happy we are to be with him. And he loves it. God calls in, in Psalm 8 too. He says, that is strength for me to come against my enemies. When Jesus changes the word to praise, he says, when we praise God, he receives strength. Praise is a source of strength for God. I don't know how that meshes with his omnipotence and his self-sufficiency, but anybody who's ever played sports, you know that you feed off of the crowd. Hello? When you're in that really dramatic, tense, comeback moment, or this crushing do or die, I have to make this shot, I have to make this, and the crowd is screaming and yelling, you find strength and even skill in you that you didn't have five minutes before. Anybody ever been there? In those, in those moments, yes. If you're a musician, you've been in a band, you know you're, you feed off of the crowd, the audience. Like you're playing along and the audience doesn't seem to care, then your music will reflect that. But if all of a sudden you play a song that the crowd connects with and everybody's cheering and yelling and all of a sudden it just takes you to a different level, there is strength in Praise. The song that we just sang that was most clearly praise is Graves into Gardens. Um, two of the songs we just sang were prayers, two of them were declarations, one of them was worship, and one was praise. And Graves in the Gardens is praise. There's no one better than you. You can turn graves into gardens, you can turn shame into dancing and mourning into gladness, and you're the only one who can. God, you're awesome. That's praise. Telling God how great he is, how awesome he is, how able he is, that's, that's praise. This is the whole book of Revelation. In Revelation, God does something, and then the four living creatures and the 24 elders and all the saints and angels, they, they bow down and, and they fall before God and they say, you're holy, you're awesome. And what's he do? He responds by doing something greater. And they fall down and they give him more praise. And he does something greater. And they fall down and they give him more praise. That's the whole book of Revelation. Is this symbiotic relationship of everybody in heaven responding to how awesome God is. And so he's like, well, let me top that. Because he's receiving strength from their praise. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained or established strength. And then Jesus says that that strength is in our praise. So Brian Johnson of Bethel has a story of when his son was sick and he and his wife are on either side of their bed um, praying over their son and praying for healing and they need a miracle. I think it was a fever or something. I don't exactly remember the situation, but they weren't getting 
the breakthrough that they needed in his healing. And, and Brian said he, he, like he got his guitar or something and he began to praise the Lord over his sick son. And that went on for some time. He said nothing changed. Essentially, I'm not quoting him here, but essentially he says, Lord, what's going on? And he says, you're praising me to get something. So it isn't praise. Hello? If I tell Sarah I love her because I want something from her, that's flattery, which is counterfeit praise. It's flattery or it's bribery. Um, real praise is completely selfless. Like, I'm not saying this to get anything back. I'm not saying this to manipulate you. I genuinely think you're this awesome. So, Brian says, he repented real quick, just adjusted his attitude and his motivations, and he does the same thing again, but he's, he just got lost in praising the Lord over his sick son. But he said, I, I, just, I just got in the Spirit, and I just praised God for how great he is, no matter what happens right here. And after some amount of time, he looks down and his son's fever is gone. He's completely healthy. When he praised the Lord, the Lord's strength showed up in his son's body. When it's not flattery or bribery or trying to get something, as we just sang, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. So the verse both times, Old and New Testament, says it's children's praise that is God's strength to overcome his enemies. So something about little kids and the way they praise the Lord that we should pay attention to. Jesus said so. If you want to be in my kingdom, you have to become like a little child. So I don't know exactly what that means. Of course, it includes the little girls who are up here dancing around and, and, and running back and forth and swinging their flags. And Jesus said, every little kid's prayers um, go directly to the Father's throne. I don't know exactly what that might mean, but I do know that when my kids were real little, real, real little, just like crawling, and a little bit older than that, uh, our house has a large living room window that faces our driveway where we park, and we had a love seat up against that window, and when the, my kids would hear me pull into the driveway, Freedom and Will were just old enough to get up on the love seat, and they would stand on this love seat and look out the window and bang on the glass. Dad's home! Dad's home! And our window was constantly had these little handprints all over it, but they would bang on the glass and cheer and jump. And I, it was like literally every day, I don't think it's an exaggeration, every time I pulled in the driveway, they would cheer and bang the glass. And I, I tell you what, that fed me. Like, that's one of the greatest memories of my life, is these little faces and these little hands banging on the glass, and they were so purely cheerful, joyful to see me. It was just as pure as love can get. And, and then I remember about the time Aaron got 
mobile enough to crawl up on the love seat and get in the window. Freedom, our oldest, was old enough to run out the door. And so she'd be hanging on my leg, and the other two are banging in the glass because they can't come outside just yet. (laughs) That praise is strength to a father. I know that for sure. We have a, a wood stove in our fireplace, and we have a fire 24 7 at least seven months out of the year. So I split a lot of firewood and always have. And the kids, when they were real little, they would come out to the woodshed to watch me split firewood. And this is when they're real, real little and Will can just just barely pick up the splitting ball and he can't swing it at all, you know, and it's like kind of dangerous. He might drop it on his toe kind of a thing. And, and they would all try to put it on the wood and they can just barely lift it. And then they would stand there while I split the wood. And, you know, sometimes it's easy. Once you get it to split once, it's easy to split again. But that first time when it's in the round full of knots and stuff, sometimes you got to swing three or five times to get that thing to break. And so I'd swing, and, and I can just remember the kids, they're just standing there. And then uh, finally when I'd swing, and it would crack. Yeah, just, I mean, these three little or four little kids would just go nuts because they were so impressed that Dad could split that wood and swing this big mall that they couldn't even pick up. And they were just so impressed, and I, it was just so fun and ridiculous at the same time. And I am just sure that that's how God feels about us, that he, he thinks it's comical that we're impressed with his power because it's absolutely nothing for him to heal and provide and direct and take care. But he loves it that we're so happy to be with him and cheer him on. And so I loved it when the kids were around, the way little kids so cleanly and purely love and can get so excited about the smallest little comical things, it strengthens us moms and dads and grandparents. They're like, oh, I love you so much I would do anything for you. So I think that's how God is in heaven. When we praise him, he's not sitting on his throne up there going, oh yes, I am so worthy. I am so impressive. Thank you for noticing my strength and my glory. No, I think he thinks it's funny because it's fun, because he loves us. And he's like, I love doing great things. I love doing fun things. I love taking care of you. I know you can't lift this, but it's nothing for me to lift this. But I'm glad you're so impressed. I'm glad you're so thankful. I'm glad you're excited and it's fun for you to be with me. Amen. Amen. So if uh, we can see that little kids' praise is encouraging and strengthening to mom and dad and grandpa and grandma when we get hugs, it's just, it puts life into us. It's the same thing with God. And the mouths of little children, he's ordained praise, and and that is strength. But I'm sure that God and Jesus do not mean just little kids, because when Jesus sends the 70 out to cast out demons and cleanse the lepers and heal the sick and raise the dead, and they come back and they're, Jesus, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he says, don't be too impressed with that. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. But then it says, in that moment, Jesus greatly rejoiced. And that word there, I've taught you about it before, that's Hallel. It's in the Hebrew. It's, 
It's to go crazy. Jesus was spinning and dancing and jumping and crying for joy. And he says, Father, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and revealed them to babies. And the babies he's talking about are his disciples. So in this scripture, I am, of course, in the temple, it's, it's actual little kids. But when Psalms says, out of the mouths of babes and infants, you've ordained praise, I don't think that excludes everyone over age of three. Because Jesus said, if you want to be in my kingdom, you have to become like that little toddler. So I'm sure it includes us. When, in genuine, toddler-like giddiness, we love our Heavenly Father, it strengthens Him to deal with His enemies. Amen. It's, the, it's, it's all of the disciples, those in the kingdom, who are genuinely childlike in our excitement and appreciation for our heavenly Father. I want to point out that this verse says, out of the mouth, your praise has got to come out your mouth, because your spirit comes out your mouth. Spirit is your breath. Hello? Um, it's okay to pray silently in your own mind or heart, but we, we've got to speak and sing and shout out loud most of the time. Your prayer should be, or your singing should be out loud. Um, as it comes out of our mouth, then God takes strength and deals with his enemies. So as we cheer God on, tell him how awesome he is, how much we love him, it says he can, back to Psalm 8 too, yes, that he can silence the enemy and the avenger. Psalm 149 gives us a little bit of a more thorough picture of what that looks like. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of the saints. This is that right here. The assembly of the saints is this room. And it's the throne room in heaven and anything in between. Let Israel rejoice in their maker and the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them pray, sing praises to him with the timbrel, that's a tambourine, and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory and let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. A fetter is a handcuff. To execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Hallelujah. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Hallelujah. This psalm says that when the high praises of God are in our mouth, that puts a sword in our hand to execute the word of God on the kings and nobles of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Amen. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth and the two-edged sword in our hand. When we are praising God, he receives strength to deal with his enemies. Psalm 8.2 says, this verse says that as we dance, as we play stringed instruments, as we bang the drums and the cymbals, yes. the horses of darkness are getting handcuffed. Amen. 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 
So we get this picture of what's going on when we are celebrating God. I don't think that means we should come to church ready to do spiritual warfare. We're going to fight the devil. We don't come to church to focus on the devil. In the same way Brian Johnson did not get anywhere with his son's healing when he was trying to praise God for healing, we're not going to get anywhere with the devil when we try to praise God to deal with the devil. It's got to be genuine appreciation, selflessness. We lose ourselves in appreciation and cheering God on, but we can know that behind all of that, the princes of darkness are getting handcuffed. Amen. Amen. So Derek Prince says, you will get much further in your battle if you will just forget about the enemy and just turn toward God and praise him. Sometimes in our praying, even our desperate need, we can become obsessed or even impressed by our own battle. And it's not wrong to pray. It's not wrong to ask God to rescue you. It's not wrong to pray about a specific situation. Please don't hear that. But um, Derek Prince, after decades of ministry, says you'll get a lot further faster if you will just quit focusing on the problem and turn and face God and genuinely praise him for who he is, not trying to get anything out of him, just the sacrifice of praise. You will find that even though you're not trying to get anything out of him, behind you, he's taking care of handcuffing the darkness. So again, in no way do I mean don't pray about your situation, don't ask, don't cry. I don't even mean any of that. I just mean just add to it this strategy that once in a while I need to say, okay, the storm is going on, but it is well with my soul. And I don't need to freak out about the storm. I just turn to Jesus and tell my soul it is, it is well. Amen? Because it takes real faith to turn your back on the battle. Like if I've been fighting this nasty enemy, I don't want to turn my back to that thing and face God, but that is the answer. To forget about the problem and just face God. And believe that, let go of my soul and trust in him. The wind and waves still know his name. And I don't need to look back over my shoulder and figure out what he's doing or, or worship him with an agenda. I just give him the praise he deserves and trust that back there somewhere in the storm, in the battle, he is receiving strength to deal with his enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. This honor have all his saints, every one of us, has the authority in our praise, every one of us, every battle, every enemy you've, you face, um, when you're praising the Lord, there's a, there's a sword and some chains involved on the darkness. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for letting us in on this secret that when we praise you, you ordain strength because of your enemies. Thank you that when our high your high praises are in our mouth, that there is a two-edged sword in our hand and that you are handcuffing darkness. That the kings of the nations are being held back from wickedness. Lord, forgive us for focusing on the problem 
in the world and in politics or in our finances or our health or our families. If we're focusing on those problems to the detriment of our relationship with you. For thinking that we have to fix these things or even that we have to pray enough to solve the problem. Lord, we repent of that and we just turn toward you. And we give you the praise that you deserve in surrender and trust, even in complete vulnerability to turn away from what we need so badly to be changed. We just turn to you and say you are worthy and you are good and you're trustworthy and you're faithful. You turn graves into gardens. You're the only one that can. There's no one else like you. You are awesome. We just come to the window of heaven and bang on the glass and say, we see you. We see you in there and we love you. And we're excited to be with you. And we're glad you're here. And we're impressed by your strength. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We dance and we sing. And we let you take care of your enemies. It's not our job anyway. We bless you and praise your holy name this morning. Bless everyone here. Freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.